Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And we're the hosts of the Anxiety Chicks podcast, where we dive deep into the reality of anxiety, nutrition, and mental health. Listen as we explore all things anxiety healing while keeping it real, including our own struggles with mental health. We'll bring our expertise as healing professionals to the conversation while discussing the tools and strategies you need to heal the anxious mind. Listen to the Anxiety Chicks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. And we're excited to be back this week. Um, we were coming up with topics with each other, um, as we always do, and we ask you guys for topics. And I've gotten a couple DMs and actually been talking about this a lot of my stories um, on my page. And Taylor was like, why don't you talk a little bit more about your struggle with with like body image and the anxiety around self-esteem and everything? And I said, that's such a perfect idea. I mean, I don't think I've really tapped into that on this podcast before that much. I know I've talked about it a little bit, but I don't think I've really dived into that piece. I don't know. Oh, have yeah. I? I, I, don't I, I so. And I've noticed just like recently, it seems to be a something that is bothering you a lot. Oh my Maybe, gosh. Is it more than normal or are you just feeling more comfortable talking about it? I think that like it's not I didn't I didn't I have in parts of my life connected this piece of my like intrusive thoughts and stuff with my body with anxiety, but it's always mm-hmm. been my anxiety's always been so hyper focused on like my health and mm-hmm. like losing people and stuff like that. And now I feel I am sort of more I'm I'm able to manage my anxiety a little bit better with those with my health and everything. I mean, for the most part. <laughs> I mean, I'm healthy now, so we'll see what happens. But um as I, as you know, I've talked on before on here. Obviously, you guys, if you haven't listened yet, I've gone through two breakups now since the podcast started. <laughs> so um I've had relationships and then not have relationships. You can please go back in the vault and listen to those breakup episodes because I'm totally raw and crying mostly of the episodes. Um, But the reason I bring that up is because I've always had such a um, focus on my body and men and attraction and and feeling uncomfortable with my body and dating and all of this stuff. Um, And so I've I've had bits and pieces throughout dating where I've struggled Mm -hmm. with that um, and then also struggle with my weight and everything. And so I think it just goes kind of like healing with anxiety, right? Like it's not linear. So it goes up and down. So yes, I have been talking more about it lately. I think just because it's, those are the louder voices in my head now lately is like there's, and We'll put like a little trigger warning on yeah. the, the notes too on the show notes because I am going to talk a little bit about some of the things that I I feel that I hear and the thoughts that I have about my body yeah. and stuff. And I don't want to make anyone that ha- struggles with disordered eating or any like eating disorders or any body, body shame or body issues to um, to be triggered by this. So this might not be the episode for you just saying that first, but um, let's, let's start from the beginning with you. Like when, when was your first thought? Like, can you remember your first thought of like, so in disordered eating and what, yeah. Happened? 
Yeah. So when it come, okay. So this is what I remember when it came to like my self esteem. I always connected that to the way my body looked from a very young age. I remember thinking that I would watch certain shows. Like I remember probably the youngest I was, was maybe like nine or 10 years old. I was, I watched Say by the Bell. I don't know if you know that show, Say by the Bell. Um, but it was sort of like a sitcom back in the 90s. And Tiffany Amber Thiessen was one of the characters on there. She played um, Kelly, um, Kelly Kapowski. And I was obsessed with her. I thought she was so beautiful. Um, I mean, gosh, even going back to when I was even younger than that, the Disney Disney movies, right? We talked, we had an episode about that. Um, Ariel, I remember she's a cartoon, but being like, oh my God, I want to look like Ariel. Um, and, and, you know, with with the Save by the Bell, as I got a little bit older, I remember being obsessed with Kelly Kapowski. And for anyone listening that doesn't know it, know, know that show or know her, she was just a very, she was an actress, very skinny, brown haired, beautiful, like 90s actress. Um, and I just remember wanting to look like her so bad. I would dress like her. I wanted to, you know, all of the different types of uh, any shows or movies that I watched where boys were boys were attracted to like pretty quote unquote skinny women. And now I'm a cis straight female. So this is, I'm going to talk with my experience as far as that goes. Um, so I would, you know, just hyper-focus on, okay, so this is what boys, this is what gets tension from boys. It's, you know, wearing certain things. It's like looking this way. Meanwhile, I didn't have like, I was not, I was just not, you know, there was, I look back at pictures and there were outfits like I should not have been wearing, just like thinking that about myself. Um, and I don't know why, not like, not like because my mom let me, I'm just thinking for my body type and stuff. I don't know why I felt like I wanted to wear something like that, I guess, to get attention from boys. Um, but that's kind of what I remember the earliest. Mm -hmm. Is I wonder, like, I wonder why. Like, I wonder, do you know okay. why? Like, so, okay, so I've been through a lot of therapy for this, and yeah. um, maybe you guys can relate, and then I'll kind of explain where I am now. Um, so essentially, I now know that in working on this, there was a lot of um messages in my households about the way that a woman should be or like the way that someone looks. Um, there were, yeah, there were, um, you know, like messages. What, what, like what? Like what did that, what did that sound like as a kid, like hearing? Just with food and making sure, you know, don't eat that or you don't need that. Um, it's okay. Really? Like, love, From an Italian love, family? No, well, love means food in an Italian family. Yeah. So like, not just you don't need that, like that. And that wasn't just in the family either. Like this was messaging from society and messaging at school and messaging oh, yeah, 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 from yeah. other people that watched me. It wasn't yeah. just my mom and dad. Um, my if, if, if anything, like my mom really did actually like feed me with love. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
So I didn't really, so I think that's where my relationship with food, uh, my disordered relationship with food kind of stemmed from was that part of it. But when it came to like loving who I was, I got so much of that love um, at home for sure being like, we love you, how, whatever you look like, no matter what. But there were still times when there would be jokes about like being fat or like fat jokes about like different people that I, not about me, but like people, like kids hear stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're observing. You're like, oh, well, if that person's fat, then what am I? Yeah. And then fat equals bad and fat equals unloved. Okay. You're very observant. You're an, you were an observant kid. 100%. And I think there's a lot of messaging um, where fat equaled ugly and gross and disgusting, yeah. right? The word fat yeah. is like we're trying to take power the power back now. A lot of um, mm-hmm. with like the body posi- body positive movement, which I love. Like I wish that was around when I was little. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because and I also got made fun of also from school, like really in, in school. Oh yeah, like for and your weight. I mean, yeah, that wasn't, yeah. Wow. Not just you, that. Okay, but, hang on. Did you develop faster than other women? Yes. Okay. Yes. There you go. So I, and it wasn't even like the boobs, you know, the size, uh, like I did have them before a lot of my friends, but because mm-hmm. I was like a little bit heavier, it wasn't because I was like really tiny with big boobs. But you like, were just like, you were just becoming a woman. I was just I had where it was like all the little boys or like little stick figures. Yes. And I had baby (laughs) fat until I was like a freshman in high school. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But even then, even if I didn't, even if I was like a little on the heavier side or if I was heavier now, you know, it didn't back then. I feel like it is so nice now because there are um, messages you can see on social media, which is actually a, a nice Part, we talk about the good and the bads of social media, mm-hmm. where I follow a lot of body positivity um, influencers, and I think it's incredible. Like they actually give me, I, I, I love just seeing how much they are are loving their bodies, and they should, right? And no matter what size, like as long as you're healthy, you know, like it, sh- your body should be. A, a, desire for yourself, right? Like you should just be so excited to have your body. And the body is just, is so much more than just this like, like sexual thing, right? Because I think when you think of, um, you know, the way that you want your body look, it's almost like it's for other people, right? It's not like for yourself. It's what you think other people want the body to look like. I don't know. So, um, yeah. So, so I, yeah. So I got made fun of and all this stuff. Um, and I just remember like really not thinking I liked, I just not have never really loved my body. I just never really have. I always wanted to be skinnier. I mean, I look back at pictures now. I'm 43. I look back at pictures when I was 30, thinking I was really, really heavy back then. And I was like, oh my gosh, ew, I look so gross. Oh my God. I remember back then, like getting ready to go out, and all my friends were like, you know, so much skinnier than me. But, um, and I would look at them thinking, oh my God, I'm so, gosh, I can't believe I'm not that skinny. And then I look back now, I'm like, oh my God, I was so skinny. Like what? And I was yeah, so unhappy. Yeah. I was very mm-hmm. like depressed and anxious mm-hmm. for like a lot of my 20s and 30s. I've talked about that before in here. Um, and so, you know, it's just per- this perception of- I, re- why I relate. I- 
so much yeah. to that because I, I I think there I think that when you think that way, there's no level of skinny that you would have been satisfied with. Like I think you would have always looked in the mirror and seen this image because it's a it's a mindset you have that you truly just look in the mirror and you see gross. No matter what you looked like. It's like, it's, and that's where like, it's body dysmorphia. It's like, you look in the mirror and you see this like ogre and you're just like, and then you look back at pictures of yourself around that time when you said those nasty things to yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, how was I so mean to that girl? Like she's, Um, she's beautiful. She's fit. She's like, I, girl, I relate to like, what? Yeah. Mine is like that in college. Like it was really bad. Like I look at the pictures and I'm like, I was literally a bean pole and I thought I was fat. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, you say like back then, yes, I can identify that. That's so many, so many of the types of loud, really just critical thoughts that were going through my head. But like, that's what I'm still struggling with now. So when we started the episode and saying, you know, this is, you know, been coming up for me a lot now. Um, those voices are still in my head. Like I look in the mirror and I will say, you're so fat. Like my brain will just automatically have a thought that's yeah, like, you're yeah. fat. You're disgusting. Like you are so yeah. fat and disgusting. Like mm-hmm. what you're horrific. I mean, like, and, and it just, it's, it's, I can't imagine ever, ever saying that to anybody. Like, yeah, I don't I care how, what they look, who they are, whatever. I right. don't, you know, like I would never ever tell yeah. someone that they're fat or disgusted. It's just so, and actually, in um, you know, my sister's household, they, the, the kids, my niece and nephew, they're not even allowed to say the word fat, like the f word mm. they say, like they're not even allowed to say it. It's basically a curse wow. word in their hat. In their okay, house. Okay, wait, that's interesting. That's interesting. Did your sister also? Does she also? No. Okay. Huh? No. She so has what makes like her the best? Just- she has no anxiety. She is like the best image <laughs> of herself. Because <laughs> I was gonna say, y'all grew up cool. in the same house. The funny thing is, like, my brother also has body dysmorphia. Really? So it's like interesting. Yeah. So I was curious if, like, maybe like, because that means you and her grew up in the same environment. You just soaked in maybe a lot more external from school and TV and. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, and I want to hear, we'll go, get to your um, experience too, because I want to hear more about that. Um, but yes. So it's interesting because I think a lot of, a lot of what shaped, shaped part of the messaging that I got was very much about like being like the school and the, the kids around me. And, um, and also I'm just a highly sensitive person. My sister is yep. not yeah. really. A highly sensitive and you can overanalyze one like, I, little cruel little boy saying one thing you take that to the grave oh yeah. my gosh yes yeah and i just wanted to have attention i just wanted attention from boys first yeah. from such a young age for some whatever i i nothing happened like i have never had the type of trauma that maybe yeah. some people have when they were young and they have those types of you know attention seeking yeah. behaviors um mm-hmm. but i do know that a lot of it was you know the messaging that i got from tv and mm-hmm. in school and even other adults and saying like how i need to look and be and if you want to get this type of attention you need to do this um but my sister 
she uh, she actually was sort of a late bloomer too. She didn't even mm-hmm. really like care about boys until she was like in like high school or college. And then even mm-hmm. then she was, you know, she always had like a boyfriend and stuff. I was like the partier who just wanted to go. I mean, I was kind of a lost soul. And I think um, it just, there really is a huge part of me that still struggles with feeling like I'm enough with my body and I'm enough with myself and what I look like and external things. And I am the least like superficial person. I do not, I mean, like I am not, I don't need any, I mean, I just bought my first car in my entire life and it's like a Hyundai. I, I, I don't know. I just don't care about materialistic. I don't care about like, you know, the way people perceive me. But when it comes to my body, I have, I've been struggling so much because I am dating again with the body that I have now that I had a certain um, size body for a long time, the past like 10 years um, that I was healthy, but not really. <laughs> like I would have horrible mental health, different episodes that I've talked about before, whatever. But now I, in my 40s, things are different. I have different hormones. I'm just heavier than I was before. And I just- you, Let me pause you on when you said healthy. Do you feel like you were- doing a behavior of maybe like seeing, like restricting as much as you could and then following with a binge and then repeating purging in a sense of like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym for a million hours and then, or walking a ton right after I eat and then repeating the cycle. Is that what you mean by like you were healthy, but not really healthy? So I've never been diagnosed with an eating disorder. Yeah, so just like I, I want to say that, right? So I don't want to speak on any kind of like ED or anything like that. Um, but I will say that it was – I was healthy as far as um, taking care of my mental health. You know, I would go to therapy and taking care of ang- yeah. my anxiety related to like other things different areas of my life that were very consuming for me. You know, my dad died and, you know, mm-hmm. there was – he was sick and my parents and all this stuff. Um, but, and I would, I would, but, but yeah, so I think that I was trying to take care of my, my mental health and my physical health was less of sort of a priority. I I wasn't, I was, I always have been active, so I will always work out. I mean, not even just work out, but I'll always move my body. That's just something important to me. Um, before, like years ago, I used to go to the gym for like two and a half hours a day because I just wanted to be skinny. That was my goal. I just needed to be skinny because what did that mean in my mind? If I was skinny, then I would be happier and got, and I would be married maybe. I'd have a boyfriend mm. because this is all the stuff that irrational, you know, these things that were going on in my head. If I was yeah. skinny, then this would happen. That's not the case, of course. Um, so I was doing some healthy things, but yes, the unhealthy things were still they're still there sometimes where it's more yeah. of my relationship with food i i consume myself with what i'm going to order if i go out to a restaurant like should i have mm. that today should i not i feel so guilty after i eat something disgusting and then i feel ashamed mm. of myself and i'm like why did i just eat that but i was so hungry i don't really like ever binge in the sense of the defining the word binge okay, okay. um in a clinical term like, i don't never really- like like find yourself, oh, I'm just I'm gonna try to go as long as I can to not eat today. 
and like eat as many as little calories as possible like were you ever like a calorie tracker like yes for sure okay and i still do that yes um and i still but but and the not eating thing i've really been trying to move away away from that because yeah like this was like of so like much when you like 30s or whatever you were saying like when it was more you yeah. were like i was healthy but not healthy yeah yeah um but no so i've just so i've always just had these you know voices in my head that are saying you're gross like i'd have i know there's a lot of um articles about w when it comes to this sort of like low self-esteem but also the way that you look at your body is like mirror checking so you go mm. and you, if you walk past any mirror or any like storefront or anything where you can see your reflection you always look to see how your body's looking mm -hmm. and if you look okay then you're okay and i do that a lot i'm trying mm. <laughs> not to um as much again still working on this with a professional is so vital of course um so i'm constantly working on this with my therapist and and recognizing you know what are the patterns in my thoughts that are really telling me these horrible things about myself um and you know it's just i think when it it's been with dating recently and my body changing with getting older that i'm not losing weight as i used to um I don't want to be the way I was because it was very unhealthy, the way I was treating my body, right? I was working out a bunch. I was counting those calories. I would not eat. Yes, I would not eat. And then, you know, I would, if I did eat, it was, you know, a rice cake or something, you know, it was just, yeah. I, it was very unhealthy. And now I know more about nutrition too. So I'm really know what is good for me to be nutritious. And also I, I want, I'm getting older, so I just want to be healthy with yeah. living longer. I don't care about, yeah. like, I don't want to care about being skinny. I want to just, I want to focus on being healthy and living and like yeah. helping my heart and eating food that's mm -hmm. good for me, right? Healthy for me. Um, but those voices are still in my brain. Yeah. And like, that is the hardest thing I think lately is the fact that I just can't get rid of these loud voices sometimes that are like you're not fitting in these jeans anymore i had it last wednesday i used to fit into these these jeans used to be loose on me like two years ago or three years ago and i literally can't i have to give them away like i'm not even kidding they're just and i the worst night i was like i'm so i just it was it was triggering it was i don't really think this is talked about enough about how about 40s and 50s my mom went through the same thing it's it's a change you have a change in your hormones yeah. and it's in the midsection because that's where we store a lot of hormones, a lot of estrogen and stuff. Um, <laughs> and my mom went through this exact same thing of just like hating herself and she's never really was like that. I mean, she had a few episodes when I was growing up, but it was like something about like women pre-menopause and menopause. I think we should get a specialist on here who maybe like counsels um, pre-menopause and menopause women because I think a lot of women lose their minds because they feel like the, they're they're unworthy now. They're, they, you know, like they have so many bad thoughts about themselves. Going through menopause and pre-menopause is a lot. I watched my mom really go through it and it's a lot for some women. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, for sure. And we actually have had a couple people talking a little bit about about it. Um, but I think maybe to have it have someone to talk a little bit how it's connected with like, yeah. you know, our, our body image and stuff would be great. Um, but I think that, you know, yes, this is a lot of the way my body has changed, but also the thoughts that I'm having, they're, they're the same. Even yeah. when I was like yeah. not in menopause or not what at pre- perimenopausal. So, yeah. I mean, it's not just about, it's not just about, yeah, it's not just about that. So, yeah. I, you know, it's more about really just practicing again. Like, you know, I talk all about like CBT all the time and really mm-hmm. tapping into like the inner critic of yourself yeah. and the, and, and being aware of what, what thoughts are literally driving your behaviors and, mm-hmm. and being aware of what you say to yourself and looking in the mirror, it is how how you change that is doing mirror work. I don't know if you've ever heard of mirror work. Oh, um, yeah. I've t- been talking a lot about that on my with my subscribers on my anxiety healer page. Um, I did a Instagram live about it last week. I think it was mirror work has probably been one of the most effective treatments for me as far as helping with my body image and my self-esteem and just loving my body. And I mean, there's way more to it, but put it sim- putting it simply, you stand in front of the mirror and you just talk to your body and you tell your body what you love about your body. And um, you just talk to yourself and you repeat certain affirmations and you do this every day and you set like a timer. It's not just something you do once or twice. It's like, oh, I love myself. I mean, this is probably, I'll be doing this for my entire life. Yeah. Um, where in the morning, like I'll go anxiety recovery. 100%. Like it I'll talk just to myself. It doesn't go away. It's, you have to work at it every single day. It's a practice. It's a, it's reframing those thoughts. And Allison has a meeting, so we are going to take this to a part two, probably next week. We'll go into a part two and I can kind of share some of my story and Allison can share more about hers. But I know that so many women and men, I think men are actually more in the dark about it, but I think that so many men men and women currently go through this. I think we live in a society that it's more accepting, but it's more put in our faces with social media of all these beautiful bodies and Facetune and editing apps and just perfection with filters. And it just, it really, really drains us. And I think a lot more people go through this than we realize. And I think it's really important to talk about. So I'm glad we're here and we're opening the conversation. And I hope someone listening to this feels like they can reach out to Allison or myself and that they know that they're not alone and we're here to talk. And Allison's been very open on her Instagram about her body image lately. And I'm so proud of you for that because it's a really embarrassing feeling. It's hard. It's, I mean, shame. There is like, it carries just like, it almost makes you feel like it's gross. Like you're gross for thinking that way, but you're not. 100%. We will carry this next week. We love you guys. Yes. Hold on. I just want to say one last thing. I will say before we go that I just started talking a little bit about mirror work. I'm going to dive into a little bit more about that next week too because that has been a game changer for me. Um, And that is something that I think everyone will be able to practice if they struggle with something like this. So it's been heavy. This has been heavy, but we'll talk more about it Heavy but good. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Bye, guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.